welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Our guest today is Chris Chainhair, Director for Agency and Government Relations and Chief External Affairs Officer at the Southern Minnesota Municipal Power Agency. Chris is joining us to discuss the Energy Innovator Award that the Southern Minnesota Municipal Power Agency received in 2021 from the American Public Power Association's Demonstration of Energy and Efficiency Developments Program. Just a quick note before we dive into the uh, questions, that the deadline for this award uh, in terms of applications is January 31st, 2022. Chris, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Paul. So, Chris, um, to get our conversation started, could you provide an overview of uh, Southern Minnesota Municipal Power Agency for listeners who may not be familiar with it? Sure, happy to. And for short, we call ourselves SIMPA but it is Southern Minnesota Municipal Power Agency. And we're a joint action agency in Minnesota that was uh, formed in 1977. We've got 18 municipal utility members. We're 45 employees strong uh, with a peak load of about 544 megawatts. Uh, Our generation mix is pretty diversified. It, It consists of coal, natural gas, wind, solar, some smaller member diesel units. We're about 26% renewable right now. And our target is to be 80% carbon-free come 2030. We also own transmission and substations. And like most joint action agencies, we provide a whole host of member services that include regulatory affairs, government relations, uh, an award-winning energy efficiency program, AMI, cybersecurity, and other things like EV charging networks, which we're going to talk about today. Great. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good segue to the, the next question I had for you. If you could kind of go into to further detail in terms of the uh, agency project um, that was uh, recognized through the award. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, and, and it's a kind of an interesting way that we got to this. We This originally came forth from a discussion about economic development and beneficial load growth. And we developed some economic development programs for our members, but then looked at what else can we do? And with EVs becoming uh, more and more prevalent, we saw that as an, as an opportunity to, to grow our load, which helps all of our, our members. So as looking at that, we thought, well, what are the major benefits or uh, barriers to more adoption of electric vehicles? Uh, and we considered charger rebates, which are great. I think we'll be doing those at some point in time. But our members felt pretty strongly that having that infrastructure in place to address range anxiety was the primary and probably the biggest barrier that we had. And that came from, you know, discussions they've had with people and just kind of some of their own feelings about what would it take for them to put an electric vehicle into their garage. Uh, And it's interesting that kind of the culture here in Minnesota is we've obviously got the Twin Cities and Minneapolis and St. Paul, which is the metro area, but there's a culture of having cabins and those are typically up in the North area. So kind of in the back of our mind is, People are going to want to be able to get one from wherever they are in the state, be that the Twin Cities or one of our member communities, uh, up to the cabin and back. So what do we have to do to assure them that they can get where they want to go from from where they are today? And being able to establish that public charging network, uh, there there is a pretty strong network and a growing network in the Twin Cities. But to do that throughout all of the the state, what we call uh, Greater Minnesota, we thought was a really important uh, part of the process to address range anxiety and make it much easier for people to adopt electric vehicles. 
So what we came up with was a program where uh, Simpa would purchase a 50 kW DC fast charger and then two level two dual port chargers for each of our communities. And those uh, level twos were 11.5 kilowatt per per (laughs) hose, if you will, uh, but per per outlet on that. Uh, And we would help with some of the training and technical support, much of that that we learned on the job, but then um, also provide the O&M for the O&M agreement for the, the chargers themselves. And the members were going to be responsible for the installation and then also for the siting. And, and that too, that's an interesting part of it. The installation, not that big a deal. Our members are great at hooking up things to their grid. They do it every day. But determining how you site these and where you site these uh, is was a little bit more of a new thing for them. And they have great connections within their communities and we're able to navigate that through through that real well. But it's 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 still not a, a project without some effort. And so it, it took a lot of effort. We we're doing some of that construction in the winter. We had all the uh, complications of COVID in the middle of this as well. But ultimately, our members came through and we were able to establish this network across our 18 members that really span uh, across the state. Uh, we've got a member that's up on right near Lake Superior, and we go all the way down almost to the Iowa border. So we, we cover a fair amount of the state with those 18 members. Um, and so we've, uh, we started originally back in, in, 20, in 2019 and have, for the most part, completed that installation now uh, by the end of 2021. Uh, and so it's up and running, and we're happy to have it there. Great. Uh, that's, a, that's a great overview. Um, so just... Um, Switching gears here a little bit, so so let's let's say hypothetically uh, an agency such as Simpa or perhaps an individual power utility um, is thinking about applying for the Energy Innovator Award. Uh, what, what would you say are the benefits of receiving recognition um, for a project such as uh, Simpa's through through the Energy Innovator Award? Well, the recognition itself is important, uh, and for actually for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, it's nice to be recognized by your peers. Uh, but for us, I think one of the things we learned is that the EV owner, existing EV owners, they have established kind of an ecosystem onto themselves and they know all the apps and they know not only know where the chargers are today, they know where chargers are going to be in the future. And um, they would be contacting our members, folks that would be calling them from Iowa saying, when are you going to get that charger in? Because I want to take a trip up to the, the North Shore Lake Superior. Um, so it's nice to be recognized for that. But the important part of that is we need to be talking and making people aware who don't own EVs today. And the recognition that we got from this award in our local community and in our industry, you know, even from, from a national perspective, uh, really helped us do that. I think it it opened a number of our members, uh, retail customers' eyes that, oh, now I know that I can get an electric vehicle and I've got a way to be able to get around the state. And this could be a very practical alternative for me. And, and I don't think they would have known that uh, absent. Um, I mean, we did some of our own public relations, of course, but being recognized by our national association for having put that in place really got that covered more deeply in the local media and helped make more of our customers aware. Uh, and, and I think one of the other interesting offsets of that is uh, where they say plagiarism is the greatest form of flattery. Uh, after we were recognized for that, we were contacted by other co-ops and even some of the IOUs about what we did. And then they replicated it. 
In some cases, they have even a bigger network than we do. And that's great because it's not just what we do. It's what all of our industry does um, that will benefit because they're not going to get in. Most of the charging is done at night in people's garages. And we want to see those cars and garages in our member communities. But that's not going to happen if they don't, if folks don't buy that vehicle in the first place. And in order to buy that vehicle, they want to know they're able to get through where, get to wherever they want to go. And that might be through IOU or co-op service territory. So that recognition among the industry, I think was helpful. You know, obviously we were proud of what we did, but just seeing how that's grown in in the state and our surrounding states, um, it's fantastic. And that's really what we were looking to do. And that's what we were able to do. Great. Um, and then finally, um, kind of drilling further into the process side of things, could you describe the Energy Innovator Award application process? And what would you say are the key things applicants should be sure to include in their applications? It's actually pretty simple. I think the uh, the instructions that the folks at APPA provide are, are really straightforward. Uh, and as we looked at doing that, it's you know obviously you need to be able to communicate how what you're doing is new or it's a new take on something that's existing on an existing concept that really shows that level of innovation. Uh, and you can sense that when you've done something like that. So I think we, we tend to be pretty humble in the public power industry, but uh, there's a lot of great work being done out there. And you certainly don't want people to think, well, you know, this probably isn't that big a deal. Well, you know, once you put it on paper, it probably is. Um, Being able to articulate clearly what the benefit was to the municipal utility, or in our case, our members and their individual retail customers, that's obviously a very important part of it. But then if you can also translate that to how it could potentially make an impact or is making an impact on our public power community in in the broader sense, I think that's a strong piece of it as well. Just some of the technical pieces, to the extent that you have some visuals that you can include with that or testimonials, you know, that's always going to make a stronger case. We all want to toot our own horn. It's even nicer when somebody's tooting the horn for us. Uh, We had, we were lucky enough to have our members take pictures of when they were doing the installations. We had ribbon cuttings where we had some pictures of that and people charging vehicles. So that's all real important too. Obviously, a picture can send a pretty strong message there too. I think one of the other important things is just to be able to explain what you learned in the process. Um, you know, we learned a lot about, as I mentioned, that EV community that's out there. Um, we learned about the changing attitudes of potential hosts early on. It was people saying, well, you know, are you going to pay me to put this um, charger on my property? Where as we work through the process, it was more, what do I have to do to convince you to put that charger on my property or how do I get one for myself? So that's that's a, a, an interesting learning. So whatever you learned, and you know, if you learn things that you know, if I had it to do over again, I'd do it differently. You know, that's a part of it too to be able to share that with the um, with the rest of the public power community. That's how we learn together, uh, and we're learning a lot about the what the nature of this new load is. It's it's different than than anything else that we've seen before, and uh, being able to help others re- recognize what you've learned and learn from that. I think that's really that's really critical and really powerful in, in making your application. And the last thing is you can't win if you don't enter. Um, so again, don't be shy about putting your thoughts down on paper. And you know, maybe you don't win this year, but maybe you win the next year. And it's uh, uh, there's a lot of great ideas out there, and we're not the rest of us aren't going to learn from it. 
and you won't be recognized if you don't take the time and it doesn't take a ton of time to actually send in your application. Great. Um, well, Chris, thanks so much for taking the time out of here, taking the time to, uh, to speak with us today. Um, as I mentioned at the start of our conversation, uh, deadline for submitting applications for the award is the end of this month, which is uh, rapidly approaching. Um, for additional information on the award, go to www.publicpower.org slash deed hyphen awards. Chris, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us. My pleasure, Paul. Thanks. 